Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you every week by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Partnering with them is probably one of the best decisions I've made because I love public golf and Cog Hill is the epitome of good public golf in Chicagoland. Featuring four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill brings the best of public golf to every player that steps on its property every single day. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at worldwidegolfshops.com. If you want to play your best and you want to look your best, Go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to check out everything they have. They've got the latest equipment, they've got the latest apparel, they've got training aids, they've got accessories, everything you could possibly think of to get you back in the game and to play your best every single time. WorldwideGolfShops.com Hey everybody, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Fonseca from GolfUnfiltered.com. This season on the podcast, we're asking our guests one simple question. What does golf mean to you? And in typical podcast fashion, a few follow-up questions uh, result. And today's guest, Samantha Marks, is a wonderful mind in golf and is the perfect person to ask this question to for a lot of reasons. And you'll hear why in our interview today. Samantha and I have gotten to know each other a little bit better over the last few months, and we met originally on Twitter, much like I've met many of my golf friends. And now Samantha and I chat pretty much every day. We have a group text with other golf writers and sports journalists, and really just a fun group to uh, enjoy everything that's going on in society and not just golf. Samantha has a unique perspective on the game because she is an extremely good player, played in college, had aspirations to turn pro, and then, as she'll explain in today's interview, her life went in a different direction. She's still involved in the game, professionally, uh, but from a different angle, and I think you'll enjoy everything that she has to say about her journey in the game. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with my friend, Samantha Marks. Samantha Marks is the guest today. How are you, Sam? I'm so good. Better now. How are you, Adam? I'm doing really well. And I know that you agreed to do this on very short notice. You're a trooper. You're awesome. Someone's got to do it. Might as well be me, right? That's right. That's right. You and I have gotten to know each other a little bit better uh, over the last few months, I would say. We have a a group chat that we take part in now. It started with uh, the last major, uh, the last men's major. And, um, it's clear to me that you love golf. And so it makes a lot of sense for you to come on for me to ask the question, Samantha, what does golf mean to you? Yeah. You know, it was interesting when you said that it like, it brought up a lot in me because golf has had so many different roles in my life. Right. I Mm -hmm. started when I was, I started competing when I was six. Um, so I mean that in, in, in and of itself, golf was, 
fun to me then, you know, it was, it was what I missed school for. It was, you know, the cool, I mean, it was kind of cool that I played golf. Um, even though some kids don't think it's cool, it was cool because I was good at it. Um, and then, you know, as you get older, it becomes more and more of a job, um, especially throughout college, as you know, you're trying to juggle your social life and your, your academics and your sport being very good at all three is very hard. It's kind of like a, um, a sacrifice and a give and take situation and figuring out, you know, what you want to prioritize. So in college for me, it was, it was tough. I went to, I went to university of North Carolina for two years and Mm -hmm. transferred to Arkansas for the last three. Um, and for college athletics, which I'm sure, you know, and as some listeners will know, you have to have so much passion for your sport or you're Mm -hmm. going to be so miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much time dedicated in the gym, in the study hall, in on the course, um, traveling, and especially with golf is is such an interesting sport because it it's not just you go for a game for one night and come back like it is for a soccer game or a basketball game. It's it's a four or five day situation. It's mm-hmm. it's handling those time management things on the road, mandatory study hall right when you get back from your your tournament round. It's so it it becomes like a job that it's hard to see the benefits from, um, when like me, you didn't really want to go pro. I I always did when I was younger. Um, when I was growing up, I still have like drawings of me as an LPGA pro, um, that I found a couple years ago that, you know, was my dream growing up with the crayons and the, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing. But as time evolved, you know, I, am not one to practice. I'm pretty sure we talked about this last time I was on mm-hmm. this podcast, um, but I hate practicing. So that was kind of the turning point for me where I realized, okay, if this is going to be my job, if golf means job to me, then that means looking at it like it's a nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at it like you wake up, you go to the gym, you go to practice, you go to lunch, you go on the course and that's, you know, your work schedule because it is at that right. point. Um, I realized that that wasn't for me and it was really hard to transition back to golf being fun. Mm. Um, which is what I'm, I mean, to be honest, I still struggle with it now. I don't going from being very good. Um, but being kind of forced to be disciplined and then trying to take the care away almost and, yeah. and just put it in a fun place is really hard, especially when the expectations are very high. Um, so I guess my answer is that it started out as fun. Then it went to work. Then it kind of got to fun a little bit. And now I just got to now I just get to like talk about it for work. So right. it's not necessarily like um, like as work as it used to be. Um, I thought that was a long-winded answer, so we can go wherever you want with that. <laughs> it was a good answer, and I think you covered a lot of bases there because a lot of people, I'm sure, can relate to you uh, insofar as golf, at least in my opinion, is one of those sports that you get to a point where, yeah, I'm actually okay at this, and then in your case, you were really good at it, and then it does kind of make that switch in your mind, and I think you explained that really well, and I'm sure you saw that with your teammates as well. Yeah. You know, there were, there was a clear distinction between the people who really wanted to go pro and be there and, Mm -hmm. and put the time in and people that didn't. And, and myself included, some days I was one, some days I was the other, but it came down to the decision of, 
you know, I've got to think long-term for myself too. And if I'm taking away from my studies by doing something that's not long-term for me, yes, I'm, I'm letting my team down, but I'm also letting myself down, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not preparing as well for my future. Now, almost everybody else on my team was like heading to Q school and I'm sitting here missing all my big projects and classes because I'm doing something that I, I wasn't fully committed to long-term. So I had to kind of make that decision for myself, which is still one of the hardest decisions I've made to this day of, you know, prioritizing happiness and prioritizing, you know, it's, it's hard because it's not always good to look long-term, but for this, I had to, you know, I'm a very big day by day person. It's not always going to be like, well, we look five years from now, but the day-to-day wasn't going to get me in any different situation. And granted, like, like I said, these are hard decisions to make when you're 20, 21, 22 years old. But at the end of the day, the, I don't, I don't regret anything. My college golf experience was incredible. And I have met some of my best friends and even clients to this day that I work with, you know, from that, those experiences. And I, I don't regret it at all, but for now golf to me is about fun. It's about, um, family. It's about friends and it's Mm -hmm. about creating those experiences that don't have to be laced with tension or care or stress or analyzing over every shot. It's just like, I'm trying to get to that place where if I hit a bad shot, I don't care. You know, it's not like that for me anymore. If you live and die by every shot, you will do a lot of dying that's what my coach used to tell me growing up. And obviously it's hard to believe when you're playing at a competitive competitive level. But so often we see, and I know you're the same, we see on Twitter people getting so mad at how they play. You right. know, they play once a month and they get mad when they shoot 90. Right. Like, okay, like let's change our perspective here, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's, that's, I preach that a lot and I preach, you know, getting really honest with yourself about what you are able to do and how you are able to play. And so that's just kind of what I'm working on with myself now. If I can go out and hit three bomb drivers over the course of 18 holes, like I'm walking away happy with that round. Right. Um, So for me now, it's just, it's more of making golf fun and um, carefree, like I said, and just more of a hobby than a job. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm friends with uh, with a guy who's very good and probably could have gone pro had he uh, a couple things went differently for him. At one point, he described to me his relationship with the game almost to the point where he began to resent the game because he could he died too many times to use the the analogy that that you used. Have you ever experienced resentment for the game in any way? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I saw it like that you know, in real time, I think looking back on it, it was, it was, a it was resentment for kind of the game, but also myself for not committing as good as I know I could have been. Like Mm -hmm. I, for me, it's like, I know if I would have put all, if I would have gone all in on my practice and I would have done all these things that I should have done, um, to be successful, then I could have been very successful. But at the end of the day, it's not what was getting me excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And so for me, it's almost like it's resentment for letting the game have that much power over me mm-hmm. at such a young age. I would say that's that's kind of where my resentment is. Um, and it's 
it's hard because God, it is such a tough game. And especially, um, I mean, especially men, I'm not saying it's not hard for women, but it's so hard to be in that top percentage that it's so easy to get discouraged. You know, you're, you have a basketball game, you're either going to win or lose, right? Like that there, you're in a golf tournament and you're either going to come in first, second, third, fourth, or 175th. Like it's like, it's so different and it's very easy to get very um, discouraged. And I felt myself doing that a lot to where, like you said, I was dying too much mm-hmm. that um, it was affecting, you know, my day-to-day life, which for that, it wasn't, it wasn't worth that for me long-term. So what helped you fall in love with the game again? Yeah. And I was hoping you would ask this because I feel like this was destined to come to this point, but I know we've talked about a lot on Twitter and on podcasts all over about, you know, making the game fun again and making, you know, the Muni courses and the nine holers and the the music on the course. We've talked, we've talked about all that, but there, it's so hard because there, so much of the game is, is, is the traditionalists, is the country club guys with the buttoned up shirts and the, you know, the, the press pleated pants. And so much of that is what got us into the game. Right. And so it's not fair to, to discount that or to say that that's not important. That's not fair. Um, but at the same time, I'm a big believer in that everybody should be allowed to enjoy the game, the game, cause it's a game, right. believe it or not, however they want to enjoy it. As long as it's not doing any harm to anybody else. Right. Like, of course I'm not going to go blast little pump on at interlocking country club with my shirt out and like, smoking a joint. Like I'm not yeah. going to do that because that's disrespectful. But like mm-hmm. if that's what somebody wants to do at a muni course where the only ones on the course like I you just kind of have to have a perspective of respect mm-hmm. of um fun and of kind of keeping your nose on your own face. That's kind of what I what I think a lot it. of us a lot of us need to do better at. If that person's having fun, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as it's not really bothering you, just leave them alone because that's, those are the kind of people that are going to take our game to the next generation. And then we're going to be the stuck up people with the pleats and the collared shirts that right. they're mad at. So mm-hmm. it's like, there's got to be some kind of balance of everybody just accepting that there's different ways to see the world. And I'm working, I mean, this is like really deep, but I'm working on this a lot in my life. Like everybody sees the world differently. Mm-hmm. I can think of something and you might never see my point of view. And that's okay. Right. You know, like we don't all have to agree. We don't all have to wear the same thing out on a golf course. Like I understand that there are the peach trees of the world and the Cypress points of the world and the Augustas of the world where yes, you're supposed to, you know, wear what's, what's traditional and that, and that is what it is. But the more that these country clubs and golf courses come out like winter park nine, right out my front door or like uh sweetens cove, the more that that becomes the norm, the more fun the game will be. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no other choice. Like when you've got people running around with their dogs and their speakers and they're taking two clubs and playing 27 holes at 6 PM, like there's no way you can be mad at a shot. Like, I'm sorry, but there's just like, there's no way. Right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, that's what I would say is that, you know, we're on, we're well on our way because more, because so many people of our age are, are in such place of influence right now in the game where they're really bringing a lot of attention to those places, which is amazing. Um, so I feel like we're definitely in a good, better space than let's say the people that are 20, 20, 30 years older than us were, 
Um, so I think, I think it's only going to get better. And I think the people who are going to lead, you know, our generation of golf, I hate being like our generation, but, <laughs> um, I mean, it's true. It's, it the traditionalists are going to pass at some point as morbid as that sounds, and it's going to be in our hands and it's up to us what to do with it. And I think we're well on our way. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right with that. And a lot of the things that you mentioned just now, I mean, you and I have talked about this too. I mean, these last two years, let's just say at the time of this recording have been really tough where you kind of have to accept the fact that people aren't going to see things the way that you see them. And when we talk about the game, uh, as we do uh, very often, the game's for everyone, as you mentioned, you know, and I think there's a lot of different flavors of the game, whether it be public golf, private golf, whether it be like you mentioned, two clubs on a Sunday playing at six o'clock with your dog, you know, and I think that's just as enjoyable as the people that want to go the traditional route. Um, where do you see, and you may have already touched on this, but where do you see golf as a community element. And I'm not saying so much, you know, where in the community it is, but more so it's a community in and of itself. Do you think that's a pretty strong community right now? I think it's only gotten stronger um, since the pandemic began. And obviously a lot of courses closed, but a lot, a lot didn't. And they saw that opportunity to, you know, get outside and be that quote unquote safe activity, depending on your beliefs. Sure. Um, and, you know, we had, for example, the Winter Park Nine Skins game, we had the most people we've seen in months out there mm -hmm. during COVID. Um, yeah, we were being safe and wearing masks and distancing from each other, but we were having so much fun um, just because, and maybe that's because that was the only social activity we, <laughs> we right, were engaging maybe. in. But I, I also think, you know, like golf as a community, we have a lot of work to do because I think that a lot of us need to understand that we don't have to agree. Um, God, the people on Twitter who think you have to agree with everything, you need to get out of their mom's basement because this is not going to be a fulfilling life um, for you. But I think we're in a really good place overall in the past, God, like you said, almost two years that we are becoming more accepting. And I think that's also our generation. I'm going to go there again sure. of, you know, the acceptance that we have of other people that we didn't, we didn't grow up in that the era where there was segregation and, mm -hmm. and the loud, loud racism, obviously we're still struggling with that today, but our generation is much more accepting and inclusive and, and like to hang out with people of all shapes, sizes, colors, races, religions, stuff like that. So right. I th I'm a very big believer in invite your friends. If they want to drive the cart, let them drive the cart, get drunk. I don't care. Yeah. Like, but get them involved in the game in, in any way. And I think community is, is all about how much you want to put into it too, though. Because if mm -hmm. I don't show up at Winter Park 9, then I don't have an in-person golf community, right? Like, that's on me. Um, which, speaking of, I haven't played in like three months at that game. So if anybody wow. from there is watching this, I'll be back soon. Um, it's just too damn hot out here. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Florida, I'm, it's not happening for me. Um, but yeah, I think as, as a community as a whole, um, I really liked over COVID the professionals coming out and kind of sharing more on social. I feel mm -hmm. like that really brought people closer together and, and more, a lot more fans of the game because PGA tour was one of the only things happening at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so that I feel like was really strong, especially for the viewership, but 
as far as the community goes as a whole, I think we're on our way. Obviously, we've always got work to do, but most of all, I would say fun, focus on fun, focus on shifting your perspective to somebody else's point of view and keeping your nose on your own face. <laughs> I like that. I really like that phrase. I'm going to use that. Uh, and I'll You've never you. heard that. I've never used that phrase. No. Oh my God. Maybe it's just because I was nosy as a kid. My mom said it to me all the time. (laughs) I was very nosy as well. So maybe uh, when uh, Sandy Fonseca hears this, if she listens to this, she'll, she'll relate to that. You know, it's funny. You've mentioned um, a phrase in what you said, uh, showing up. And I think when we think, when we hear rather the phrase grow the game, would you, wouldn't you say that a big part of that is just showing up? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. And I think um, I think you can show up in so many different ways, right? Like you can show up on the on the there's a practice screen right here on the main street of our of our city. And I there's so many people out there who know nothing about putting and I'll drive by and see them like blast it 50 feet past the hole. I'm like, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different ways to show up, but it, it is it's not going to come to you. Right. The golf golf course isn't going to come inside your front door and be like, hi, let's play. It takes a conscious effort. It takes booking a tee time. It takes going and hitting a few balls beforehand. It takes getting paired with people you don't know. It takes those socially awkward conversations of what do you do for a living? Do you have kids? Like that's not always everybody's cup of tea, but the more you get out and do it, making friends as an adult is hard, right? But golf is one of the best ways to make friends in your community. I am a strong believer in that. And I think that, you know, I, I don't like those weird, awkward conversations. I try to tell myself it's like networking or whatever, and you never know who they might know, but it's like, sometimes I just want to be alone. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of pros to playing golf by yourself too, Mm -hmm. but you never know who you might meet. And, um, it's, it's really good to get out in your community to meet new people. And golf is, is what's that quote that says like, you meet on the first tee as strangers and leave as friends or, right. or something like that. And that is just such, it's such a great sport because you, you go out and play kickball. For example, you go to a Thursday night kickball league, you're hanging out with your team. You're not going to get to know anybody else on the other team. You're not speaking to them besides like cussing them out. Like it, it's just such a cool game because every, you know, you have that opportunity every other tea time to get to know somebody different. So that's where I think, But like I said, showing up because that's on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people are, especially adults, because I said, you know, making, making friends as an adult is hard and it's scary, especially, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're like, well, I've got, you know, a significant other who doesn't play golf or what do I do? Or it's tough, but the golf course isn't going to come in your front door and do it for you. So, you know. I think that we're we're well on our way, and I think the inclusivity that we're seeing in our community right now is great. Um, and I would just say, invite your friends, and invite your mom, invite your grandpa, invite whoever, and they don't need to swing a golf club if they don't want to. But um, I think they'll they'll fall in love with a little part of the game too. One of the things I've noticed about myself when I uh, do show up and I play and I get paired with just random people is like you said, we leave on the 18th hole, we would have just spent four or five hours with each other. And then in the past, it would have been, all right, see you later. And then they get into their car and they drive off never to be seen again. And I've tried to be a little bit more cognizant of that to say, you know what, we just spent a percentage of our lives together, if you think of it that way, really, not a big one, hopefully, but a percentage. And to your point, 
that is what brings people together a little bit more. It doesn't matter about what we go think about off the golf course or what we do for a living or anything like that. So I really do relate to what you're saying. And I think one of the big things that I appreciate about the game the most is that it brings people like you and I together. We've not met face to face. I know I had the opportunity the other day and I didn't take advantage of that, but uh, hopefully that will happen again. The community that we have met and the people that we talk to regularly, you know, I think it's something that is probably one of the stronger communities as you just commented on as well. Do you, have you experienced that in any other sport? You know what? I haven't. And the first thing that I thought of when you said this, and this is kind of a, this is a, you're going to be like, where did she even come up with that? But I read something somewhere. I don't want to, it was like Ed Milet or Gary V or somebody, one of those big influencer guys was talking about how you sit on the plane next to someone for four hours, literally six inches away from them. And you just don't speak to each other. And I find that incredible. Um, and a lot of older people do, they'll strike up conversation and whatever, but then it's like, okay, we're the only ones talking on this whole flight. It's like a whole awkward thing, but golf is very social in that way where there's a lot of downtime, right? Like there's a lot of walking between holes. The, the, the majority of time is spent walking or riding in a car. There's the, the golf swing takes up very little of those four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of it, you're not hitting very many golf shots. You're hitting half putts and the, the rest golf shots. Um, so it's, I mean, there's, there's so much downtime, which like I said, is just so different than, than football or than basketball or something like that, where you're in each other's face, shoving each other around. Um, and that's where I think golf is so cool as an individual sport. I do think as well, though, the community itself if you think about it, when you look at, let's just say the community is, um, you know, everybody who likes golf and watches golf just for round numbers, we'll say that that's the community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more people to like and to cheer for than there is when you look at like the NFL community, right? So yes, we'll all get in fights and we'll cuss each other out on Twitter, but it's likely about the same few guys because there's one random guy who's in love with Gary, Gary Woodland. And like, nobody really cares. Like you do you dude, like whatever. (laughs) But if there's like one guy in the NFL community who like talks shit on Tom Brady, it's like world war three. So like, it's just a little bit different in in the same, in the same sense of you play a basketball game, you come in, first or last you win or you lose and golf. It's so different. And there's so much, so many more different angles and storylines in my opinion that I think is so cool. Um, especially with the developmental tours that seem to get, you know, more press than, than the upcoming football league or whatever. Cause it's pretty much college football and NFL. Whereas, you know, there's the corn Ferry tour and the European tour and, and stuff like that. So I feel like I didn't answer your question at all, but no, that's, that's kind of where, you know, I think we are as a community, I think we're evenly spread out a little bit, but at the same time, we all dislike the same things for the most part. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm talking to you use golf facts. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you mentioned also that golf remains a big part of your life, even at the professional level. What's next for, uh, for Sam? I'm, I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm vibing. I'm uh, working with a bunch of different golf companies, golf influencers, golf um, brands, products um, in the marketing space. And that's what I think is cool about what I did at Golf Channel for a little bit when I worked there. And what I do now is that I'm not, I don't have to play, right? Like I'm, I get to watch golf for fun and I get to tweet about it sometimes and say stuff that pisses people off about Jordan Spieth, but sure. I don't have to go out and compete. 
Um, Alexandra O'Loughlin, one of my dear friends, brought up the idea of playing the four ball. And I was like, whew, man, that means I would have to practice. So I don't know about that. But I mean, it's just little things like that, where if you're doing it with the right people, that would obviously be a very different environment than like going and qualifying for the U.S. Open or something like that. So I could see that being in my future, um, you know, if I wanted to start practicing again, which whew, who knows, um, I do want to start playing more um, as the fall comes around. It gets really nice here in the winters in Florida. So need to get out there some more, need to play skins. But as far as what's next for me, um, you're looking at it, um, just trying to do as much as I can and and represent these brands and, and golf courses and influencers well, because the golf knowledge is, is pretty hard to come by when you look at, you know, marketing professionals and social media management. So, um, that's kind of the expertise I'm trying to lean on to go to my clients with, you know, Hey, you're, you're going to get that verbiage that you need and you're, you're, you don't have to worry about getting it wrong and, and stuff like that. So that's what a lot of my clients look for. And, but as far as playing, I, you know, skins just teed off. I probably should have, should have gone, but I didn't, but I ran right by him today on my run. I was like, not happening. So, um, we'll get there, but I'm just trying to, you know, do it when I feel like it and not, not feel forced. Well, good for you. And you're doing a great job and I'm glad that we've been, uh, able to connect and, uh, Twitter friends. And thanks so yes. much for coming on to, uh, explain what golf means to you. Of course. It's a great game and it's meant a lot of different things to me in my life, but I'm happy to share. Thanks, Adam. Well, that's today's episode, folks, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Samantha. We are going to continue this series in the coming weeks. We may jump in every so often to do a different type of episode. But if you would like to be a guest on this segment to answer the question, what does golf mean to you? Hit me up on social at Golf Unfiltered, or you could send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. Until next time, take care of each other.